Welcome to Building Fortunes Radio. Make sure you check us out at buildingfortunesradio.com. Along with our marketing partners, we're here to help our PM Marketing Network Lead customers build their businesses and make the world a better place. At Building Fortunes, we know how much your business means to you and the people important to you. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world. Now on to our show with your host, Peter Mingles. Hello, everyone. Peter Mingles here. You're listening to us on a Saturday night. It's 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. on the Central Side. We are here every Saturday at this time with Scott Johnson's radio show. We're either live or recorded. Most of the times we are live. And one of the reasons why we've been doing this radio show for so long is because this is the kind of industry, meaning the MLM stuff, that keeps on giving. There's always something to talk about relative to MLM. And uh, Scott Johnson and I, for those people that might be new, because we always have new listeners, um, we started doing this segment. Building Fortunes Radio started in 2012, beginning part of 2013. But after several years of me doing a whole bunch of stuff, I interviewed a gentleman named Roger Van Vlissingen, who was writing with a website called SeekingAlpha.com. So you can still go there. They kind of um, take a look at what's going on with publicly traded companies. And Roger was writing stuff about a company called Herbalife, which is publicly traded. I think the symbol is still HLF. And um, the challenge with Herbalife way back then is Bill Ackman was really making a fuss and a dust-up of what was going on with their business model with the FTC. And uh, Roger was writing so eloquently about that. And Vima was also shut down temporarily by the FTC. And uh, even though Vima was not a publicly traded company at that time, it was still on the radar of the FTC. So we had a really nice conversation over the phone. I invited Roger to be on a radio show. We can talk about the anti-MLM stuff. And then after that radio show, Scott Johnson called me up and he said, you know, there's something that people are missing out on. Almost no one's talking about it. And I even would probably say almost no one is almost like saying no one is talking about it. And that's the tool scam associated with network marketing. Well, one thing led to another. I found out what he meant by a tool scam, and I'm kind of accelerating my introduction for the radio show because we have a special guest. But one thing led to another, and we started to do some of these radio shows, and it's kind of evolved into a whole bunch of stuff. But one of the things that happened when we first got started was um, the idea of the, uh, how would I say, the deceptive, false, uh, projection of a lifestyle that you could attain through Amway um, that was not attainable through the regular compensation plan. And to kind of put what I just said into English, there's a lot of people making money on the system, the books, the tapes, the functions. That's where they were making their money, and they weren't really being truthful and telling you that unless you're up on the stage and putting on these functions, you're not going to make the same amount of money that we're making, that we're telling you're going to be able to make. So that's how we kind of got started, and then it kind of evolved into we do a lot of radio shows where we talk about what's going on in the MLM world. But today Scott Johnson has a special guest who I've never spoken to before, so I'm going to do more listening, and I'll throw in some questions from time to time. But we have a special guest, and he's going to kind of go through uh, some of the things that he's referencing as far as the tool scam associated with MLM and some of the other challenges that have been there. So I'm going to keep my introduction somewhat brief. You can go back to Scott Johnson if you look for him as a guest on the um, Building Fortunes radio platform. Go to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash Scott-Johnson. You'll be able to see 
the previous radio shows that we've done. And I know he's got a website that he's going to give you before we introduce his guests. So, Scott Johnson, thanks for being here on your own radio show. Hey, Peter, thanks. And, yeah, I'm going to try to make my introduction short as well because uh, I've already spoken to our guest uh, before several days ago, and uh, I just want her to get her story out because it's very good and it's very typical of what happens. Um, and, and so you mentioned the tool scam. I just wanted to expand on that a little bit to, to ensure people understand what that means. So in Amway, the upper crust, I call it the layer of scum at the top, what they do is they sell things to their downline. And back in our day, it was books, tapes, and functions, right? Books, cassette tapes, and functions or meetings. Um, it's still books and meetings. The cassette tapes have been replaced by electronic downloads, you know, MP3, MP4 type downloads. Um, they also have phone apps. There's also voicemail, website access. There's all kinds of money-making um, opportunities for the upline. And what makes it a scam isn't the fact that they're making money, because I don't have a problem with people making money. The problem is they pretend, again, this is the upper layer, they pretend that their success came from Amway, and they don't talk about the amount of money they're making from the tools. And so that's what makes it a scam, is the fact that they're just lying about it. Um, and lying by omission, you know, they're not saying we don't make money from tools. Now they did used to say that years ago, um, but then when the internet came along, they really couldn't say that anymore because it's pretty obvious they do. Um, in fact, I've got websites that document several examples of people over the years, you know, different decades, different lines of sponsorship, uh, all these different areas within Amway um, where they did make several times more from the tools than they did from Amway. Now, they won't say that until they get kicked out. Um, uh, but if you go to facebook.com slash Scott Text Johnson, S-C-O-T-T-T-E-X-J-O-H-N-S-O-N, all one word, you'll see three websites there. You'll see actually the link to this radio show as well as um, my YouTube and my email and my phone number. So um, it's all there. And, and if you go in there um, to my websites, I would recommend doing a search for a fellow by the name of Brig Hart. It's B-R-I-G-H-A-R-T. And he's the guy that <clears throat> was a phenomenal, you know, huge, I think, double diamond back in the early 2000s uh, when he got kicked out. And he gave an interview to a newspaper in Utah um, talking about the new MLM that he had joined and how much better it is as far as the pay. And he wasn't really trying to um, disclose how much money he made from the tools. He was just saying, hey, I'm making so much more money now from the regular MLM. I don't have to – and these are my words – I don't have to scam my downline anymore. Um, so so he, he said uh, in this interview, and you can find it on my website, the actual, you know, newspaper link and so forth. He said, I was making almost a million dollars a year from Amway, but I was making eight to $10 million a year from the tools. So that's just one example. There are several others uh, on there. 
But that's what we're talking about as far as making a lot more money from the tools versus from Amway and then lying about it, lying by omission. Uh, not all MLMs have tool scams, so I don't want to, you know, project that as universal. What I think is universal, and by the way, the tool scam in my mind is RICO fraud, R-I-C-O. People can look that up too. It's at least business fraud, right? If you're misrepresenting the business model, which these guys do in spades, uh, to me that's at least business fraud. Uh, but anyway, the other big problem, which is either universal or nearly universal amongst all MLMs, is the lack of retail sales. And what we're talking about there is selling the products or services, if it's a service type MLM like insurance, uh, to people who are not part of the MLM compensation plan. In other words, your downline. Um, they're, they're customers. They're people on the outside that just want to buy the product or service at the price that's being offered. And, and if they buy it, then it's a retail sale. If they don't, then there's no sale. And the distributor purchases don't count. That's considered internal consumption, uh, not retail sales. So um, Amway back in 2007 uh, was sued by some people who were kicked out of Amway, including my upline, by the way. Um, and, and when they sued them, they disclosed some information from a confidential study that Amway had a third party perform. And that third party was asked, how much of our sales go to retail customers? And the answer came back as 3.4%, which is pretty close to zero. And, and so that is the hallmark of an illegal pyramid. You know, some people say, well, we have products, so we can't be a pyramid. No, if you have products or services and you're not selling them to retail customers, you know, to, to at least half of the volume. Now there's no law that says that, but when, when the FTC has settled with companies like Vima and Herbalife in the past, that's kind of where the line was drawn in those settlement agreements. If you sell at least half uh, to customers compared to what you consume yourself, you know, both individually and company-wide, um, as long as you're doing that, you're a legitimate MLM. If you're not doing that, and I don't think we have to worry about the uh, 45 to 49 percent, most MLMs, it's probably in the lower single-digit percentages like Amway. Um, it, it's very low, I think, in most cases. But that makes you an illegal pyramid. So we just like to get that out of the way, like you said, Peter, in the beginning for the new listeners to understand where we're coming from because neither one of us have a problem with MLM if it's done right. It's just that it's hard to find one that is being done right. And Amway is definitely not a candidate for that. So um, it's, it's a scam through and through. It, it's the largest MLM in the world. Uh, to my understanding, it's the most abusive when it comes to tool scam. It's number one. You know, it, it's the top of the heap. So anyway, I'll stop there because I do want to uh, get our guest in here. Um, I think I met Alina on Reddit, and we had a great phone conversation a few days ago, and I said, man, I'd like to, I'd like to get you on the show. And so uh, she agreed. And so, first of all, welcome, Alina. And I just wanted to uh, basically ask you to start with, um, you know, what you were doing in life when you approached, you know, were you uh, working, shopping, and, and what was that experience like when you were first approached uh, by the people who were trying to get you into Amway? And again, welcome to the show and, and go right ahead. 
Okay, thank you. So um, basically I was just working like any other day, and then all of a sudden um, I thought it was just a normal customer. So he came up to me um, and basically asked, oh, do you have this product? So I went to go show him where those products were, but he was being extremely nice to me. So um, he was like, oh, yeah, I like the way, like, your attitude is. And uh, we started getting into conversation about how, um, well, he asked me, oh, uh, are you going to school? Like, what are you doing in life? And usually it kind of strikes me because no one really asks that. So I told him, like, oh, maybe I've been wanting to do, like, something with animals. Like, maybe I want to be a vet. And then I somehow ended up just talking about my um, personal goals and dreams that I wanted to do when I was a child, which was acting. So then he was like, oh, wow, like, that's really good. We never meet people who like to talk about their goals and dreams. I, I want you to meet my wife. So I was just thinking in my head, like, wait, meet his wife? Is she some kind of person that can get me up there that way? She, like, I, I had no idea, but I was just like, I mean, I guess. So he walked me over to her, and then we just somehow ended up exchanging phone numbers. So, I mean, I was a bit skeptical at first, but he basically was just trying to draw me in by saying things like, oh, well, let's get to know each other first. Let's go meet a couple times. We'll get to know each other so we can develop trust. And then, um, you know, we can help you with what you want and your careers and how to get what you want. And I was just like, okay, I guess. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking, well, I'm only 19, and, I mean, no one's going to come up to me ever again like this, so, I mean, I might as well go for it. It's just out of the blue. So I met up with them a couple times, like, at Starbucks, and um, we did kind of get to know each other, and they were very friendly, like I said. So they were trying to um, educate me. They were telling me, like, the whole process is going to be an education on how to get my um, goals, what I want, like I said. So um, they started giving me books and telling me, like, oh, we'll send you some audios. I didn't buy anything, luckily. Like, their number one rule that they told me that I am not allowed to do is to buy anything from them. So I was just like, okay, maybe that's a good sign. Like, they don't want me to buy products. They don't want me to join some weird thing. So, um they never even brought up the fact that it was going to be Amway, that they wanted to in introduce that to me. So they gave me a book like, oh, Who Moved My Cheese? And I read it, and then we met up a couple times after. But then um, I wasn't really going to tell my family. They were like, oh, make sure you tell your family this because uh, just have them trust us too. And uh, your boyfriend too, like tell everybody. So I was like, okay. So um then we came to one meeting where uh, they wanted me to go all the way to Oakland, so we drove all the way over there. Um, I was a bit nervous because I didn't know what was going to happen, and I didn't know what I was getting into because I was still very unfamiliar with it. So then this big boss like kind of guy, he walks out, and everyone's just cheering for him, and I'm just, and he's talking about, oh, like, um, I was in the... Air Force, and I hated it, but 
but Amway, Amway just completely changed my life. I wish I did this from the beginning. I wish I was showed this from the beginning. I went diamond. Uh, you can become diamond too. Me and my wife were living the dreams we want because of Amway. So it was convincing. I mean, I didn't know what to really think, but I was just like, I, I mean, if she could do it, I guess anyone could do it. And Everyone there at that meeting was just like, oh, you have great mentors. You have great people around you. So you're really lucky to be where you are right now. So I was automatically convinced that what I was getting into was really good. Um, And then the next meeting, um, they were supposed to ask me and introduce me to Amway more now that I've understood it. And they were going to tell me, like, the whole business process and what I had to do and probably, I don't know, buy products off of them like they want us to do. But um, when I was telling my boyfriend uh, basically how and I met these people and, oh, they want, like, I was nervous to tell him because he was just skeptical of it the whole time, like, of these people because, like I said, it's very out of the blue. So I told him, like, oh, yeah, like, these people, like, they're very nice. They want to introduce me to Amway. They want to get me in and become, like, business partners. And he's like, what? No, don't do that. Like, he he just did a simple search of what Amway was, and he told me on the phone, Amway's an MLM. I had no idea what that was. Um, He's like, Amway's an MLM, and it's not good to join those kind of things because you're only losing money and they're gaining all the money. It's a pyramid. It's a pyramid. So I didn't want to believe him. Honestly, I really didn't want to believe him because um, I really thought it was too good to be true. And I wanted to, I was listening to these people that were part of Amway. I was listening to them say those things like, hey, you're going to, your life is going to be changed in a good way. It's going to change. So, um, I still trusted my boyfriend, and after that, um, we kind of just stopped talking. So I was doing research, a lot of research. Um, I was looking at TikToks. I was looking at Reddit. That's um, how I basically am on the show now, the radio show, because um, I was found. So um, I said my own experience, like just summed up my own experience of uh oh, these people, and uh, they want me to join them. What should I do? And everything and everyone were just telling me, like, no, just run away. Run as far as you can. Do not join Amway. It's a waste of time. Like, people were – I was reading people's experiences. I was reading what they had been through. Um, TikToks, for example. TikTok, I feel like, was the most uh, helpful uh, considering – I mean, I like to look at – a a lot of videos on there for information, but there was actually some um, experiences where they're like, please don't join Amway. Like, it's a, it's basically like a scam, and uh, it's not worth it. And um, I just listened to it, and I got very upset. I'm not going to lie. I got very upset because I wanted to, I wanted to change my life, and I thought that was the only way I was going to be able to do it. But I, you know, obviously I listen to the people and I don't want to ruin my own life from spending so much money and losing money because there's this little fantasy that I want to become 
quote-unquote diamond. I didn't want to lose everything I had because um, apparently a lot of the people that I've looked up information on, like they've lost friends, they've lost family because they've also recruited, try to recruit them. So I was just like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. So I, I actually did end up uh, too later. I was very afraid to do it, but I ended up texting my quote unquote mentors and I was just telling them like, Hey, like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to, I'm just no longer interested in this business opportunity. But as much as I just tried to be stern with them and just tell them like straight away that I'm no longer interested they were just like, oh, well, that's why we developed trust. That's why we met all those times, and that's why uh, we we want you to trust us. Um, we've never, and I was just telling them why I didn't want to be a part of it, and they're like, we've never had those kind of experiences. We've had nothing but joy. Like we like we we got where we are now because of Amway. So I was just like, okay, whatever. Well, I mean, like I said, I'm no longer interested. So. Um, I basically just stopped talking to both of those people from then and there, but they just, like I said, they like to say things that make you think, oh, my dreams and hopes are going to come true when really it's not true at all. And, And this was pretty recently too, right? Yeah, it was very recently. I mean, it's been about, um a month it was like in jan i want to say the middle of january where um i start i stopped talking to them and everything um i started talking to them in november so i was talking to them and basically just learning from them this whole time um until you know like probably a couple weeks ago i stopped talking to them. Okay. So so they approached you initially in November and then they had you read these books and listen to these recordings and come to meetings and so forth uh, for the next month or so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and do you remember the name of the, uh, the the tool company? Did they mention the name of the, the tool organization or anything along those lines? Um, I I think, well, I know the products that they were trying to get me to sell. It was just like a bunch of um, energy drinks and like uh, pills and gummies to help you sleep or stay awake and just a bunch of weird stuff that I was kind of just skeptical about because I was thinking, how am I going to be able to sell this stuff if I team up with you guys? I mean, who really wants a, I don't know, an energy drink from a stranger, you know, like, or some kind of sleeping pill or gummy, like, like those kind of things. So I was also just kind of like, I'm I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to be able to sell that, which was another thing because, I mean, I don't really know a lot of people who are into that stuff personally. Yeah, that would have been some of the Amway products. What I was thinking about is, um, did the name like Worldwide Dream Builders ever come up? Yes, the worldwide. Oh gosh, yeah. They were talking about um worldwide. I mean, I didn't pay too much attention to that. I don't really understand um like at the time, I don't really understand worldwide and Amway and all that, but they did bring up worldwide and all that. So, I was just like, okay, I guess like 
Yeah, and, and, and worldwide is very big on the West Coast. Not that they're not present in other areas of the country or even overseas, but um, their main place of concentration is the West Coast. They're actually based up in Washington State, um, but the whole West Coast is, is very much, I guess, dominated by worldwide dream builders because there's other big organizations too, like LPD, um, which stands for Leadership Team Development. Um, there's a guy by the name of Bill Britt. Now, he passed away several years ago, um, but I, I believe the organization is still named BWW for uh, Brit Worldwide. Um, there's also one called uh, Jaeger, um, and he goes by, and he passed away a few years ago too, um, but he goes by a few different names as far as his tool company. Um, one of them was Internet Services. Uh, and, and by the way, that was a name before the internet even came along. So it was kind of, kind of interesting how how he picked that name uh, years and years ago. Um, and, and and he has a couple other names too that he's used over the years. Um, but there's several of these tool companies, probably a small handful of the major ones. There's probably some smaller ones, uh, but worldwide or worldwide dream builders is definitely one of the big ones. Um, that's a that's a major organization um, that, that uh, sells those tools. Um, so, gosh, that was, yeah, just a couple months ago, uh, November of 2023. Um, and, and I just have to say also, when you mentioned Air Force, uh, Peter, I don't know if you remember or, or if you, you know, came across this tape when you were uh, briefly in Amway three times, um, mm-hmm. each time finding out that uh, – you know, they were making money on the tools, not from Amway, um, trying to find a group that was doing it legitimately. But there was a, a guy out there by the name of Ron Hale. Uh, the couple was Ron and Toby Hale. Um, and he had a very famous cassette tape called um, From Air Force Recruiter to People Builder. I mean, it was a legendary cassette tape that was spread around a lot. Now, he passed away. I was just looking this up as Alina was talking because I was wondering. I figured they weren't alive anymore. Um, but he passed away in 2010, and she passed away just this past September. Um, Peter, do you remember that tape being mentioned? I don't. No, I don't remember. Although the name Ron Hale sounds familiar, but I can't really recall from where. Yeah, and, and uh, she – I, I saw both of these guys in person back in the 90s. Um, they, they were very popular, I think. Um, I, I think Dexter liked them a lot, and uh, they, they were entertaining. You know, they would get up there, and, you know, she was talking about how when they first got started, she would put on her, you know, green tennis shoes and pull her little red wagon down the sidewalk, selling door-to-door, which I'm not sure if she ever really did that. Um, but, you know, she is, used to tell that story. And, and then uh, they used to talk about um, – I can't remember the context of it, um, uh, but it was it was something about porcelain. Maybe it was a porcelain figurine, but she would pronounce it as porcelain. <laughs> and when you think back on it now, it's like, yeah, that's pretty much what Amway M- products do. They, they don't do very good at selling. But they were just, you know, down-home sort of Tennessee people that, you know, when they put their little draw out there and, you know, give this aw-shucks type of a speech, um, 
it, it kind of sends the message, oh, if they can do it, I can do it. You know, that's part of the message. And, and Alina, I don't know if you heard any people either in the meetings or your mentors that kind of made it sound like, um, you know, anybody can do this. It's, it's not that it's easy, but anybody can do this. Uh, did you get any messages like that? Oh, yeah. I was actually talking to a little bit of the people around, um, and they were just very convincing and were saying things like, yeah, you can do this, and yeah, um, I was able to do it. You should be able to do it, too. I love your attitude. Like, you are just the type of person we need, just trying to make me feel good about myself, I guess. But um, they were just, like I said, trying to be convincing, um, trying to get me in, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I have to say, um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Peter. So, Elena, like, I don't know that much about you in this first time I'm listening to your story. You sound like a very nice person, and it sounds like they were being very nice to you. So do you, and it it seems like maybe a little bit overly nice, um, or, they might have been sincerely encouraging a young person to, you know, hey, you have a lot of potential and you could do the right thing. And because you're so nice, maybe they could, you know, maybe they reinforce that as well. Do you think these people were like in, in the conniving or sleazy way? Or do you think they were really nice people that are part of a following? I won't call it a cult, part of a following, and they themselves are victims of the same thing. So do you think they're nice people? Or do you think they're evil people that are pretending to be nice, I guess, if I simplify my answer or simplify my question? I will say that um, I do think that there were victims in there like me genuinely listening out on the business plan that Amway is because, um, you know, there were people there just like me taking notes and uh, trying to see where they can get. Um, within the business, but um, there were, you kind of have a feeling that they were a bit conniving, that they, like, it was just like, some of them gave me an off feeling, like the the mentors there, because, um, I don't know, the eye contact, the way they kind of spoke to me, um, they would try to be like, hey, like, you're in a good place, but like, I guess it didn't feel as genuine, I would say um, there was this one mentor because um, we were just all talking to each other, like I said, but she just kept on asking me a bunch of personal questions too, like, um, like, oh, um, so, so do you have any plans in life, this and that, um, like how these ones were asking me, um, but she just uh, made it seem like, like, oh, well, it's good now that you're here, like saying, I guess, those plans would have never worked out. Like, good thing you're here. Amway's going to help you. So I definitely will say that there were victims, but there were definitely people that were just, um, I mean, I don't want to call anyone evil, you know. I, I don't really know if they're manipulated as well, but um, I do think there were some people that just try to provoke us, the victims, Um they definitely did try to provoke us. So it was so, like 50-50. So in an ideal world, I mean, if you really think it through, um, in an ideal world, if there were truly a company that 
truly had as the end result you having the ability to attain what they were promising that would seem like a good thing i mean i would if i were 19 i remember when i was 19 years old i was still in college but when i graduated from school i was like listen i want to be successful just show somebody show up and show me how like i'll do the work just show me how so i was really i'm going to say vulnerable for that like i was looking for that i looked from left to right and there was nobody in my family that could really help me and I knew that I didn't want to be a medical doctor because of all the reasons why I prejudged on being a medical doctor. So when I was in my young 20s, I was a little bit like you or maybe a lot like you would saying, listen, you know, I don't get these kind of conversations every day. This person has taken a special interest in me. Nobody else is. I mean, nobody else is knocking on my door. So it seems like it would be a really good opportunity if there was something valid at the end. The problem that most people find is that there's no valid opportunity at the end. It's all a manipulative scam, meaning like they're making money because you're spending money on their books, tapes, and functions, um, and they just got to kind of keep you in there long enough so you keep spending money on their books, tapes, and functions, and they have a whole bunch of really nice and innocent people in this ether, the ether, the euphoria, if you will, this mindset that they're going to become rich or famous and they're never going to be. There's no clear path. It's kind of like, you know, um, when uh, Ramaswamy quit, he said, I don't see any clear path to presidency. It's when DeSantis said, listen, we could do this, but I'm going to tie up a lot of volunteers and a lot of, a lot of people's money if I continue with this. There's no clear path to the presidency. It's kind of like with Amway, there's no clear path to what they're promoting. But yet there's a whole bunch of people that are sucked into this, and you were at the beginning of that vacuum sucking you in, and you somehow researched it and struggled your way out of it and kind of quit. But the way it sounds like you were speaking about your initial upline, not your upline mentors, your initial upline is they were still somewhere in that vacuum tube as they were being sucked into this, and they were just innocently being sucked in because everything you said so far about your immediate upline suggested that they weren't manipulative. Like they were just sincere. They really thought this was the path. Like you are on your way to the promised land. Is that more or less a clear indication of like where you were in this pipeline? Yeah. Um, they definitely uh, just wanted to be um, convincing and uh, just tell you straight up like, Oh, you're in the right place. You're, you're, you are right where you should be. This is the way your life is going to go. It's going to go good. You're going to get what you want. And honestly, it just really they, puts do you, think they, um, do you think they really believe that? Like, do you think I they think, really yeah, believe it? Because honestly, yeah. they were doing they the really things. Do. They, were, they were following the footsteps that they're asking you to follow. And they said, to, you know, they were thinking to themselves, I'm doing this. She can follow us. We're on the right path. You know, the yellow brick road, we are on the right mm-hmm. path. Like if you think, yes. and then like when you, met your, when you met your mentors, that's when you got kind of creepy. Like, ooh, there's something, you know what I mean? Like, ooh, it's kind of yucky. Mm-hmm. There's something, yes. there's something yes. about this that doesn't feel well. So yes. the insidious nature of the stuff that Scott and I sometimes talk about is that They, meaning the creepy mentors, use those middlemen, your upline, as the way to get Mm -hmm. the newbies. 
so they put the middlemen in the ether. That's like your immediate upline. And they're convinced, so they're going to be super convincing for you. And they basically use the naive and misguidedness of your upline to bring in all the new people. And you were like at the bottom of the pyramid at this time. So they were going to be able to suck you in based on their naive enthusiasm. Whereas the guys up on the top, they know they're screwing you. Like they know. I mean, they've been doing this for a long time. They know you're never going to make it. We'll suck you dry until you're done, and we'll go get some more uh, because they've seen it before, so they don't even have to question that stuff before. And that's where you get the ickiness of what you would call your mentors. So I don't know if I put any words in your mouth or thoughts in your head, but I might help clarify maybe some of the things that might have been going on in your situation. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Did you, Scott, do you did, did you ever you hear? Did you, yeah, I was just curious. Did you ever hear what what pin level your immediate sponsors or prospective sponsors, since you never joined, um, what, what level they were at? Did they ever indicate, or maybe did they ever wear a pin to that meeting or anything like that that would indicate what level they were at at the time? You know, surprisingly, I never asked, and. I don't believe I saw anyone wearing a pin unless I just didn't notice. Um, but the only people that really uh, brought up um, their level were the diamond people. No one right. else did. Because what Peter was describing is, is very accurate. Because um, I was in Amway for a dozen years, so I know I know what's taught. You know, when, when the upline comes in and teaches the underlings, they say, now, when you come into a meeting, be excited because there's going to be new people there, and you need to, you know, bring up the excitement level. So if we tell a joke you may have heard of a hundred times, still laugh like it was the first time you ever heard it and laugh like it's really funny. I mean, they would actually say these things um, just to keep the energy up um, and, and to be fully supportive of the upline. You know, don't say anything negative about the upline and, and tell any prospect, just like you were saying, Elena, you're in the right place, these are the right people, um, you know, and just encourage each other like that. And and so at the lower levels, like I always was at, um, that's what we were taught. And, and like Peter said, the people at the top, they know what's going on. Um, and, and so they use the lower level IBOs as surrogates to spread the upline's lies. Now the surrogates don't realize that they're spreading lies. And so it's, you know, what I often call an evil genius. You're getting people um, that have no idea that they're misrepresenting the truth. They, they are, but they have no idea that they are. And so they come across as very honest, very forthright. Uh, and, and so it's a great way to sort of cover up the truth by getting people that don't know what's behind the scenes you know, to vouch for their upline. Um, and, and you're constantly taught to edify your upline and, you know, hold them up like they're just the greatest thing, you know, you've ever come across. Um, and, and uh, yeah, that whole atmosphere is very much created. It, it's taught. It's not, it doesn't just happen. It's actually um, part of the education process, if you want to say, say it that way. Um, and, and so that's what you experience. And, and a lot of other people experience the same thing and, and it's really good that um, your boyfriend was questioning it after you mentioned the word Amway to him he went online and then you went, ended up going online and, and figuring out 
what's really going on behind the scenes, right, the things that they do not talk about. Um, because almost anything in Amway, <clears throat> um, there, there's two sides to it, right? Um, the first side actually makes sense, and it's a good, positive thing. Uh, and if you don't know what we were talking about earlier on the show, the lack of retail sales and tool scams, um, then it looks great. And that was the part that you were exposed to when when they were talking to you. Um, it's only when you turn that coin over, so to speak, and started looking around at other sources of information, did you find the other side of the story, realizing that, yeah, it sounded good, but you guys didn't tell me about this and that. <laughs> so, so, so like I say, it's an evil genius. Um, and, and thankfully, the Internet is making inroads. I, I know when I joined in 1993, there was no Internet. Right. I mean, it was probably, um, you know, in some college research and military behind the scenes development, but it was not public. It was it was not available to the public in 1993. Um, and certainly even I would guesstimate somewhere in the early 2000s, you know, because the Internet had to be built, you know, it didn't just pop out of nowhere. Um, people had to put content on the Internet for other people to see it. And so as things grew over the years, more and more information became available. And also, you know, back in the day, before your time, um, the the connection speed was so slow, the most you could do is send a few words or sentences of text. You know, you couldn't even send pictures unless you wanted to wait a half hour for it to develop, uh, you know, on your screen. And you certainly couldn't do videos. That That's out of the question. Uh, that's way too much bandwidth. Uh, whereas now we have all those things on the Internet and in our, our connectivity speeds that really make it a much more useful tool uh, to do research. So, um, yeah, I'm just really glad that, uh, you know, you and your boyfriend both were smart enough to check it out and, and see what's going on behind the scenes um, because they won't tell you. They had, it's their job not to tell you, and and that's just the way it is. So um, did you have anything more to add to that, Alina? I will say that I wish I did my research sooner. That way I wouldn't have wasted a lot of time and put a lot of worry into my family um, because I just – think if I were to research everything sooner, I wouldn't have even really been in that mess, such weird, ironic people. And I'm just really glad that I had somebody who actually cared enough to be like, hey, you got to stop this. You got to get out of this as soon as possible, because if once you get into it, I'm not really sure if you can get out. But um, yeah, I'm just going to say make sure to do your research as soon as possible if anyone offers you this kind of thing because, honestly, from everything that I've seen, everyone, um, like, on TikTok, Reddit, a lot of people, they look like they've just been hurt and just have been through a lot of damage just from Amway. And it's crazy because it it doesn't sound like a big deal. Amway really did not sound like the biggest deal to me, but it turns out it is. So. Yeah, if you stay in it for a while, it is. Um, and and you, you brought up a very good point. Um, once somebody gets in, 
it is very difficult to get them out. In fact, I don't even recommend that you try because another part of what the upline teaches is, you know, and this, this occurs sometimes even before you join, is they'll tell you, um, now look, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, broke losers out there, people that quit, people that have no dream, you know, they're just, just you know, losing type people. Uh, don't pay attention to them because we're here to help you. Um, and, and so when they sort of beat that into your brain, uh, and then when people have, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, legitimate information to tell you, um, it, it's sometimes, I would say almost all the time, very hard to get through. Um, and, and you almost have to learn this information before you join, because after you join, it, it's, it's just really difficult because everybody wants to believe that they can be successful and be wealthy. I mean, who doesn't want to believe that? And, and, and so it, it's one of those things that you really do need to catch somebody before they join or else it, it really is too late. They, they just have to, at that point, uh, unfortunately figure it out for themselves. You know, um, I even tell people, don't even try to get somebody out because all you're going to do is make them dig their heels in even more. And, and it's going to take even longer for them to get out because what they're going to be thinking is, oh, yeah, my upline told me that there, there would be people like you. And, and so it actually creates more trust in the upline when someone comes along with an objection, right? So now I, I feel for the fact that you did lose a lot of, you know, time and effort and, you know, worried your family and everything. But in a way, I'm really glad that you went through the process as far as you did Otherwise, you wouldn't have this great story to tell uh, and, and for other people to learn from. Um, if, if you had found out about it right away, you may not have even gone on Reddit. I may not have even ever come across your story. So, you know, in, in that way, it was a good thing. Um, you know, you've been fully sort of educated on Amway and other MLMs, by the way, because there's a lot of sim very similar uh, practices that other MLMs use. And now that you've been pretty much fully informed how it works. Um, it, it's a very, it, it would be very unlikely you will fall for something like this again. Uh, whereas if you had found out right away, uh, maybe you still would have joined something else that would have gotten you in similar situations. Uh, so I, I think it's, you know, a, a good lesson to learn. And, and certainly um, since you didn't, didn't waste any money, that's a good thing. Um, but anyway, those are just my my comments off the top of my head. Peter, did you have anything more to add? I do. Elena, when you started, you were 19. I don't know how old you are now. So say, say for instance, you're in your early 20s, um, the idea that you are that you think that you saved your parents or anybody that cares about you from now worrying about you has not stopped. <laughs> this still worried. This still worried. That part never goes away. They just don't worry about this part. So, you know, your parents will never stop worrying about what's going to happen to a daughter or your boyfriends or friends or family members or brothers and sisters, they never stop worrying as a dad and a grandpa and myself, I can tell you, we were, we're always worried. So, but we may not be worried about that, but we're always worried. Now, the, the other thing is too, is, um, I, I you know, my worldly advice is when I was uh, in the management training program with Electrolux, 
I was both managed and mismanaged. So what I learned how to become a better manager was by being mismanaged and then saying, you know, I'll never do this to anybody else. Like, I know what this feels like. I know the ramifications of this. I'll never do this to anybody else. So that'll make me a better manager. So all the times I was mismanaged, I basically said, well, these are great reasons to quit. But I won't quit. I just won't do these, and I'll become a better manager. The biggest difference between my perception of where Electrolux, the vacuum cleaner company was that I was with, and Amway is you could be wildly successful in Amway, but think of the person that you would have to become and think of what you'd have to do to get there. There are invariably people making a lot of money at the top of this Amway tool scam and by extension in Amway. But look at who, and, and I bet you have what it takes to get there if you wanted to, but look who you'd have to become. Look how many people you'd have to hurt. Look how many people you'd have to deceive. Look how many people you'd have to have waste their time. And you just say, if you want to make your money that way, that I guess that's fine, but it doesn't, that doesn't fit my you know, philosophy. So you're learning what to do and what not to do in your own life, and you'll figure this stuff out. And it's kind of good that you had it at an earlier age than a later age because you have a lot of flexibility right now where you didn't make decades-long mistakes. So my biggest question for you would be is what did you learn and what are you moving towards now to make the adjustments? Like what is, what, how has this changed you and what are you doing now? Well, I will say that I'm very glad that I just got to learn what the hell happened to me, basically. Like I, I was just so kind of naive, like not even kind of naive. I was just naive. And I mean, it's like that famous quote where, you know, how parents tell you never take candy from a stranger. Well, I, you know, I basically just got myself pulled into strangers that I just somehow ended up trusting, but that trust is lost now. And, um, now, um, all I know is what I'm going to do for now on is, like I said, uh, I'm going to be just very careful for now on. And uh, if anything happens, friends, family, if they even have something like this happen to them, uh, I'll let them know my experience. I'll let them know, you know, it's not worth your time. It's not worth your money if you're paying anything. And it's just not worth the energy because People get manipulated. People will get very lost into this. And I think if I really went any farther, I would have definitely got lost into it because um, I'm, all I could say is I, I'm very glad that um, my family and my boyfriend were concerned about it, uh, especially my boyfriend. I mean, yeah, he cares about me. He loves me. Um, my family, they were just scared, like, oh, you're going all the way to Oakland for meetings? You're going all the way to places like that just for meetings? Like, what if something happens to you? Yeah, which I get. So I'm just very happy that I have people that care about me, and I just want to put it out there that um, I I want to care for other people who might get stuck in this situation or at least warn them before you know, they get stuck into something like Amway. And you're in the San Francisco area, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah, Oakland is, is known as not a very friendly city. 
And so I, I would share your parents' concern <laughs> about going to Oakland because it, it has it has a pretty bad reputation. Um, not a not a really nice place to be. I'm sure there's nice areas in Oakland, but a lot of it is pretty shady. So um, oh, yeah. I, I, you know better than me living out in that area of the of the country. So, um, yeah, it's uh, something you don't want to go towards unless you have a really good reason, probably. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, I honestly was just desperate um, because they put it into my mind, like, oh, what you're doing right now, like you're working at a retail store. Do you really want to do that for the rest of your life? Do you really want to – go to college, go to any school, like, they, that. oh, I just wanted to mention, they were basically telling me things, like, that school is not worth the money, trades, like, I even told them, like, oh, I was thinking about maybe even going to a trade school, because you get to learn hands-on, and even they were saying, hey, you know, it, it's not really worth it, like, Amway, like, if I was showed Amway um, from the beginning, from a long time ago, I wouldn't have even went to school, and I was just thinking, like, what? Are you really trying to diss on people who want an, edu- an education and want to live their dreams? I mean, not maybe not all of them live their dreams, but, I mean, I mean, they're still successful going to school, you know? It yeah, they just, definitely do. They definitely yeah. do diss uh, education. Uh, they, they really talk down on education. And, and you know, yeah. when you realize what they're doing – um, it makes total sense because what they're trying to do is take your attention away from going to a school and and get your attention so that you're giving them your money. That's what they want is your money. And and if you go to school, you're not going to have the time and you're not going to have the money uh, to pay into Amway. And so, you know, that's, that's why they really criticize education. Um, it, it's all about them. It's all about, you know, you giving them yeah. your money, um, and, and they'll drain yeah. it out of you as much as they can. Um, and they're they're constantly looking for other people too, because they know, in most cases, you're going to drop out because you're going to go broke, and and you're going to drop out for a variety of reasons. Um, but they're also constantly looking to replace you because they know they need to, or else they're going to go backwards. Um, so they, it's it's like you know if you had a a, a strainer, you know, in your kitchen sink, and you open up the uh, the kitchen faucet, and and the the water just sort of runs through the strainer, and that's what's happening. Every one that they put in, almost all of them are coming out the bottom, and and the only way they can really fill it up is to get a fire hose, right? <laughs> and put so <laughs> much water in there that that it's that it's overcoming the holes of the strainer of all the people that are dropping out. That, that's the only way they can keep it going is, is to constantly find new people um, because most of the people that join quit in less than a year. And then every once in a while, somebody breaks through, and, and then they're held up as the example of, look, if this person can do it, anybody can do it. So it, it really is quite a, a game, you know, that they play. Um, and, and once you step back and understand what's really going on, you know, you realize how ugly it is. It, it, it is a mess. And um, I just wish the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, that has jurisdiction over this kind of a business, would really get on the stick. Um, I, I know we see some other 
anti-MLMers on YouTube and so forth that that believe that the FTC is totally corrupt and they're in on this. Um, that could be, but I I tend to not believe that. Um, I just don't see enough evidence of that. I do think the FTC um, is incompetent. Um, for them to just go after individual companies, um, and they only do like one or two companies a year, and there's six or seven hundred in the United States alone, um, it, it's not keeping up with, you know, the, the number of companies out there that are that are scamming people. Um, and, and so hopefully the FTC um, is going to hear messages like this and others and, and understand they need, they need to wise up. If they want to protect the public, which is what their job is, they need to wise up and put out rules across the entire industry, not just go after individual MLMs um, and, and say, yeah, every MLM is unique. It's very complicated, which it's not, by the way. Um, as long as you have retail sales and, and visibility of how much money is being made on the tools, you've just solved 99% of the issues. Um, it's, not like, it's not like you're trying to make MLMs perfect, right? Because no business, even a non-MLM business, I'm sure the retail store you worked at or are still working at um, is perfect, right? It, it doesn't exist mm-hmm. because it has people, and people aren't perfect. But what we're trying to bring attention to is the big rocks, right, the big boulders that are identifying MLMs as being illegal. And and if we would fix those two things um, across the board with all MLMs, then it would be a much better environment. Uh, now, I believe that if the FTC did that, most MLMs would either go out of business or – they would go into um, what's called the direct selling mode. Um, and if you look up AdvoCare, that was a company that was shut down in 2019, not completely, um, but they had a settlement with the FTC, and they agreed to change from an MLM structure, you know, where you've got upline and downline and you're sponsoring other people like you were exposed to, um, but in a direct selling model, uh, every individual is connected directly to the company, uh, and, and the way you get paid isn't by the number of people in your downline. It's by the products that you sell to customers because in a direct sales model, there is no upline. There is no downline. Everybody is just out there selling however much they want to or can, um, but there's no incentive. In fact, there's no even possibility of you having a downline uh, because that would that would be an MLM and not a direct sales model. So I, I think, yeah, most MLMs would either go out of business or they would go like AdvoCare did in 2019 and be direct selling companies instead. Um, and, and by the way, they're much smaller than they used to be um, for probably obvious reasons. <laughs> you know, you, you, can't, you can't fool customers into buying – overpriced products, you know, on a large scale. Um, and, and that's really what I think is the critical thing when it comes to the retail sales. If you have overpriced products, it's really difficult to sell those on a large scale. You know, you may have a, a handful of talented salespeople, you know, that can uh, sell ice to an Eskimo, as they say. Um, but 
as the numbers of people grows in in a business like that, you're diluting your talent, right? You're you're bringing in people that are not real good salespeople. In fact, that's another question for you, Alina. How much do they talk about selling, selling the products? I mean, do they mention that much? Um, yeah, we were um, the last couple of meetings. Um, when I wasn't too familiar with it, they were actually going to bring it up, and they actually wanted to know um, my own financial income um, and how much I spend basically on myself and um, just how much I spend in an average day or week or month. Uh, that way, I guess they were going to be able to convince me to buy the product. So they um, they did they were going to, but before that even happened, like before we really got into it on what I was going to sell, like when I was going to sell, like I cut it off completely. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause they are starting to put a little bit more emphasis on selling. Um, th- th- there is more buzz out there uh, as far as the importance of that. And I think maybe the FTC is even, you know, telling these companies, you know, you need to focus more on selling. Um, and, and certainly there's been lawsuits over the past several years where it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out that that's a major thing that needs to be accomplished. But I've seen this go up and down in cycles over the years um, where there's a little bit of emphasis and then it dies down. And then something happens and there's the emphasis again and then it dies down. So it, it's one of those things that's kind of cyclical, right? It doesn't just build and build and build. It goes up, it goes down, it goes up. And it just kind of goes in waves like that versus a constant sort of emphasis. Um, so, yeah, that's that's interesting um, because one of the common phrases that my upline used was um, buy from yourself and teach others to do the same. Okay. Now, when they say buy your, you know, buy from yourself, you're really buying from Amway, and that, and that was sort of <laughs> understood. But you're getting a bonus for buying from Amway, so that's sort of the meaning behind buying from yourself, is because you're going to get that kickback, if you will, of the uh, of the products that you buy, even for your own consumption. Um, and I mentioned that woman earlier um, that was on our show. I don't know, two or three years ago, that was kicking herself for not looking things up online. And, and she told us, yeah, I was in a, you know, a pretty rough spot when I was being contacted. And I think she said she had just quit college at the time. And she's since finished, by the way. It actually is a good story um, in the end. But at the time, um, she had just quit college. And she was in a, you know, pretty much a minimum wage job. And, and they would uh, come over and look at all of her finances. I think she was in LTD, not in Worldwide. Um, but they looked at all of her finances and said, yeah, you need to keep you know, paying your rent for your apartment. Um, you need to keep putting gas in your uh, tank to get to work. You need to you know, have a budget to eat. Um, and, and they laid out all the essentials. And then at the very end, um, they also – you know, told her you got to buy this many Amway products every month, and you got to buy these many tools every month. And at the end of the calculations, um, she had 
about one dollar a day left over to do whatever she wanted. <laughs> Imagine that one dollar a day um, that's available to spend however you want after they get done, you know, with the living essentials, and then of course the Amway quote unquote essentials. Um, but yeah, they teach that, and that's probably why they were looking to look closer at your finances to see how much they could expect you to buy in, in terms of Amway products and also the tools uh, because they don't want you to over-consume because then you might quit right away. And when you say, hey, you guys, you guys want me to pay so much, I'm going to be losing money. Uh, I don't, I don't want to do that. And so they probably would have tailored the amount of products and the amount of uh, tools to meet your budget but it probably would have been pretty much like that other woman we had on the show. Um, just leave you with a dollar a day left over um, for emergencies. Right. So it's, it really is. It really is devious. I mean, the, the, the extent that these people go to try to uh, convince you and to make it look like you can do it, you know, whether it's your own personal capabilities or your own finances, it's all part of what they do to, to lie and manipulate people. Um, it, it's quite amazing. I don't know if you got any impression when they were starting to ask you about your finances, if you got suspicious, was, was that a, a thought that went through your head or were you just thinking they were still helping you? Um, it was kind of half and half. Cause um, at the time, you know, what's funny is that, when I was telling them about my finances and everything and how, or what I spend my money on or how much I make or whatever, I was telling them, you know what? I actually have never thought about that. Like I'm only really 19. I mean, like, do I really put thought into the things I buy? I mean, it's once in a while, but I mostly, the main thing I really buy is like, I mean, it was what November at the time. So I was telling them like, Oh, I mean, I'm buying gifts. I'm buying, you know, things that, I really need so I genuinely like as an adult I don't think I'm there yet to really figure out how much I spend on specific things so uh, we were gonna have a conversation about that the next time we were together again um, because they were gonna try to help me but you know like I said I cut it off um, because I think they actually were going to have me buy the products too because at one of the meetings um, before that, they were telling me, like, oh, um, like you said, like, oh, you get a bonus if you buy it from your own products. You get, like, a 30% bonus, like, and you need to stay loyal to your own products, to your own business. And really, I'm thinking, well, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, who wouldn't stay loyal to their own business? But it's Amway, so, I mean, it's not really my business. I, I think they just really try to confuse me. And it well didn't really work. If you really take a, if you really take a look at Elena, you know, it, wouldn't it be ideal if somebody sat down with you and said, "Let's take a look at how you earn your money, what you spend, and if they were doing it in your best interest." But what they do is they say what I just said, 
and then they don't do it in your best interest. They do it in their Amway best interest. So instead of figuring out, you know, okay, how much money do you spend on lunches? And maybe if you don't buy lunch out at fast food places, maybe if you pack a lunch and then if you do this and you do that, and then you invest this or you save this, all of those types of things, they might really be beneficial. And like you said, as you could be 19 or you could be 39 or 59 and in your lifetime, maybe someone never did that with you and maybe you never did that yourself. So it's a useful exercise. However, mm-hmm. when it's manipulated for their advantage, bad stuff. So, you know, I kind of wish somebody sat me down and when I was 19 and said, okay, so what do you do with your money and how do you spend this and what do you do with this and really made me think about those things that I didn't because my parents never did that. And maybe I might have heard it in a book and I've done it myself every once in a while, but not all the time. When you run a business or you do some of the stuff that I've done, it's not something you think about all the time. But the reality is, is that those are really good exercises of self-discipline, of education, of all of those types of things that make you a better, stronger adult. And you'll be able to be a better, stronger adult for other people as well as you start to grow up. The problem was, as you never got there, but we're telling you where it was going to go, they were going to carve up all of your money And by the time they were done, all of it was going to be for them, even though you were going to get the products, all of it was going to be for them, um, and very little was going to be left over for you. (laughs) So just like that one girl, I mean, they probably had her spending $600 to $1,000 a month on Amway products, and certainly her books and her tapes and her functions, and she probably had a savings account for her next meetings and the hotel for her next meeting and all the other sort of stuff for her next meetings. So by the time they were done carving up her future, um, there was nothing left. Like Scott said, you know, they gave her a dollar a day. <laughs> like, whoopee, you know, and she wasn't making that much to begin with. And that's why they tell you don't quit your job because if you quit your job, you won't have anything to carve up for them. And that's a shame because it's, it could start off as a really worthwhile exercise that you should, you should still go through that yourself. I mean, you should really, like, videotape yourself and figure out where you spend every penny. And then at least you'll know where you spend every penny. And then you can make a logical, educated decision on whether you did it for entertainment or enjoyment or this is my fun money or whatever. But that exercise is a good exercise. It's where it leads to that's so nefarious and deadly and all that sort of stuff. Those Amway people have a tendency of really – you know, pulling you in the wrong direction where they're, they're the middlemen and you're left with nothing. So Scott, I'll let you do this. And I don't know how much time, um, uh, Elena, you have left, but we have about 18 or so minutes left of our 90 minutes. So if you had to do anything, we didn't want to keep you, you know, too late. So thanks for being here on the radio show and wonderful conversation and any other comments you want to make, certainly let's go forward. Yeah. Peter, you're reading my mind. Uh, you know, what, yeah. what you just, what you just talked about, Peter, is, is what I was mentioning earlier. When you look at one side of the coin, it looks really good because it is a good idea to look at your finances and, you know, your spending habits where you're putting money and, and allow you to think about, is that really where I want to put money? Maybe I want to save some money, um, you know, whether it's saving money just for retirement or maybe an education, you know, down the road, whatever it is, it's a good exercise. Um but the other side, like you said, Peter, it's nefarious. They're just looking to suck as much money out of, out of you as possible. Uh, once you realize the rest of the story, you realize, yeah, that looked good, guys. But I look at the other side, too, and I realize that you're, you're taking advantage of me. 
you're you're scamming me essentially. So back to you, Elena. Go right ahead. Um, yeah. So I just want to say thank you because I really didn't think about that situation until you guys really talked about it. Like I didn't think like, oh, dang, they wanted to only know how much I made and how much I spend just so I can buy their products. Like, I didn't even think about that. I never talked about it, and I never, you know, really put thought into it. So it it just makes sense. It makes sense. Once you guys started talking about it, I was like, wow. Like, I don't know, it just kind of blew my mind because it is really, um, it's just really unfair that the only reason why, they had a sit down with me to talk about my income was for their benefit. Um, yeah, so and, uh, that Thank was you guys. that was you an guys, exercise guys, that was this, yeah. That's like a genetic yeah. exercise. So the reason why they were going to do that to you is because that's what their upline did to them. It's kind of like a genetic exercise. Everybody's kind of like hardwired to do the same thing, and it's almost like you know when we think about like girls being groomed into sex slaves, you know, if you think about the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, they were grooming you into this next move where they were going to be able to take advantage of you again. So it was really a, and, and, and the people that were doing it to you had, had, they were victims themselves because I bet you they were on a budget themselves through their upline. And they thought this was the right path towards, you know, the heaven, you know, land with whatever's going on with Amway. So these are all the nefarious things that happen in these. And you can't separate, you know, I call them like cult-like activities, and they are really. They're manipulative activities that, if done right, could be very powerful. Like, think about it. If, if you had someone that came into your life and adjusted what you ate, what you thought, what you spent your money on, where you spent your time, how you crafted your, you know, path moving forward, they might be able to design you into being like an unbelievable person, productivity, lifestyle, finances, everything. So if it's done for the good, it could be the best thing ever happened to you. But with Amway and companies like Amway, they allow the manipulation where people take that and then by the time they're done with you you're 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 exhausted they've they've wasted you they've put you in a position where you are literally almost brainwashed and many people never recover so like you don't know about you know this radio show a lot but sometimes we interview a guy named Glenn whose dad has been with Amway for decades and you'd say the poor man is just completely brainwashed and he never got out of it. Like it's over. Wow. Like it's, it's over because he really believes it to his heart and soul and has never attained any major level of success. So you were, if you would have allowed it to happen to you, there's one of two things that would have happened. Number one, if you're a sociopath, if you have no feelings, you'll excel wildly because you can hurt people and it doesn't matter but that's not you so you're not a sociopath you have feelings you don't want to hurt people you would have just been dragged into it and maybe never got out or like scott got out 
longer than you should have. Like he should have got out a lot longer than the 15 or 16 years he was in it. So you got lucky that you got out early because you really never got started down that path. But it could have led you to a couple of months, a couple of years at worst, or a lifetime of really just the wrong path. And at 19 years old, starting off in that lifelong path to where you got nowhere would have really sucked because you're not the right kind of person. You don't have what it takes to be successful in Amway in that fashion because you're not a sociopath. Like, you care. Like, if you didn't care, then it wouldn't matter. You would just do fine. If you remember a more recent uh, guest, Peter Megan, she was in Amway for 14 years as a very young single woman. Now she's in her middle 30s. Um, But, yeah, she lost all those years and all that money and all that time, all those relationships. And keep this in mind. You know, this is this is Amway's 65th year of existence, and I believe I don't know this, but I believe that um, Jay Van Andel and, and Rich DeVos, who were in the uh, Neutralite business, which was a vitamin MLM, about 10 years before they joined Amway, I believe it probably operated very similarly. But just counting the Amway years, we're talking about almost two thirds of a century that they've had to refine. And, and just fine-tune these techniques and, and make things so convincing to people like Alina and me and, and anyone else out there that doesn't understand what's going on, which I did not at the time either. Um, they're just good at it. They're just really good at presenting their side of the story in a very convincing manner. Um, it was very convincing to me, uh, just like it was to you, Alina, um, fortunately, you got the information uh, to get out. Um, a lot of that information was not available to me because the internet didn't exist. Um, in, in a maybe maybe it's a perverse way. I'm glad I was scammed because now I know a whole lot more about how it really works. Because I was there, I was in it. You know, people can't tell me, well, that's not really how it works. Well. It is how it works because I was in it. So I can, I have the authority to say this is how it is. And it's great to have people like you on the show because you can come in with an experience that's a month or two old and it's, it lines up exactly pretty much with what all of us other people experienced. So, you know, when people say, well, it's changed since you were in, uh, people like you, Alina, it's great to have you on the show because now we have proof that it does not change. So it's it's great to have you on the show just to show it's consistent. I mean, they're not going to change their approach because it's working. That's why they don't change is it works. It didn't work on you individually, but it works on some other individuals. And so they're going to keep doing it um, because it's a proven system that works. You know, they don't need to get a large percentage of people in just enough to keep filling up that bucket with holes in it to keep things going. And, and if you look at the numbers, um, Amway worldwide, not worldwide dream builders, but around the world, the international uh, figures, it, it, it maxed out in 2013 um, at around, I think it was $11.2 billion. Um, and last year, which was 2022, 2023 figures aren't out yet. They should be within a month or so, um, but it was it went from 11, I think it was 11.2, it's down to 8.1. Now, when you when you factor in inflation, 
it's actually about just over half of what it used to be in 2013. So we are making progress. There's no doubt that, you know, whether it's this show or other stuff on the Internet and all those kinds of things, it is having a, you know, a good impact. It's just it's not fast enough. It's not, you know, big enough. That, that's why we keep doing this show and other things is, is we're trying to help other people uh, not join in the first place basically. Um, and, and we just enjoy your story and your contribution to this, um, this whole effort to educate people. So, um, yeah, we are getting towards the end. Um, I, I try to ask the guests on every show, Alina, was there anything that you were thinking about before the show or during the show that you wanted to bring up and we just haven't talked about it yet? Is there anything like that? When it comes to mine, I don't believe so. I mean, I feel like I've talked about everything that I wanted to talk about. Um, these people, they're just, they're very manipulative. They're very, they're scary, in my opinion, um, coming from, you know, I'm still 19, but uh, coming from a 19-year-old, um, I just think it's very scary how, um you know, this can happen to people and it could just ruin their lives. Like, I, I really didn't know people dropped out of college, dropped out of whatever, like, quit their jobs. I, I was at, I, I won't lie, I was at a point where I told um, my higher-ups, like, maybe, like, I'll try to do Amway full-time. So I was at that point where I um, 100% trusted it and just wanted to uh, trust the process. But um, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I had people that cared about me. And I'm glad that there's people like you guys that want to spread the word and um, get rid of Amway. Because after time wasted and and just seeing how fake these people can be to you, like, I, I want it shut down, too, personally. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah, and, and we, you know, we're just going to keep doing this show and other things. Uh, yeah, I, I've mentioned to Peter because I'm going to be retiring uh, in about three days, so I'm going to have a lot more time available to me. Um, and what I'd like to do is actually start an organization that counters with um, with the people that are pro MLM. Largely, it's it's the DSA, it's the Direct Selling Association. Um, this is the MLM lobbyists in Washington, D.C., you know, they have some influence, but it's not infinite, right? It, it, it's just, it's a lobby where they, you know, talk to the politicians and so forth. Um, and, and right now there's really not very much to counterbalance that. And, and that's something that um, I'm definitely going to be looking at doing. Um, and certainly, you know, Peter and I have been doing this show now weekly for over eight years. Um, and, and maybe I can talk him, you know, to working with me on that and, and try to grow as an organization to have more influence as opposed to, you know, just a couple guys on the radio uh, to, to have more of a organized effort um, and, and more of a scale, if you will, to scale up to something that, that kind of resembles the DSA, uh, except it's the other side of things because the DSA is definitely 
protecting these companies. Now, the DSA is actually funded by these companies. So you could say that the DSA is really these companies all rolled into one. Um, and, and, and so, you know, it's all the same flavor, if you will. <laughs> it's the same story that you'll get from them. You won't hear the other side from them because they don't want to talk about the other side. They don't want to talk about tool scans. They don't want to talk about lack of retail sales. They just want to give you all the, the nice stuff. Um, so anyway, um, well, Peter, that's, that's about all I had. I just wanted to thank Alina for coming on and sharing the story that she has, and hopefully she'll, you know, take the link when it's available, when the recording's available, and, and spread it to her friends and family and encourage them to continue to spread the link to other people so that we can expand this message. Um, you know, just like network marketing where you go out and recruit people, you know, don't, don't recruit them, just give them the information. Um, you know, give them the link to this radio show uh, and encourage them to send it to people that they know. That's how we're going to be more effective is if we keep spreading this message uh, you know, on and on and on. So, Peter, I'll stop there and, and uh, let you close it out. And I would say the the thing that I want to really stress as well is uh, it, it's not MLM. It's the people that do MLM this way that's bad. So just like everything else in life, you know, there's there's different industries that are done different ways, and there's the right way to do things, and there's the wrong way to do things. When we say, you know, MLM is good when done right, I still want to say I got to stress that message because, unfortunately, when MLM is done wrong, it's done like we've discussed. And, unfortunately, it, so many people are going to talk about it when it's done wrong that it kind of hides the potential that it might truly have when done right. So I, I hope that your mind might be totally not blemished towards MLM because I think that would be a mistake. It's the MLMs that are done wrong, like the way Amway does this whole thing with the books, tapes, and functions, and their insidious natures and practices like this manipulative cult-like stuff. It's a little bit – it's wrong. Um, but just like Hollywood and any other industry, there's good players and there's bad players. And when it's done wrong, it's done really wrong. And unfortunately, Amway is the poster child for how to do, how to do MLM wrong in many areas. Now, maybe not everybody in Amway, but Amway, these types of predatory practices, I think, are just, they're just wrong. So having said that, Scott, why don't you give out your, any comment you want and your website one more time. And Elena, thanks for being here on the radio show. So Scott, back to you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Elena. And yeah, my, uh, my Facebook page is facebook.com slash Scott Text Johnson, S-C-O-T-T-T-E-X-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Bunch of information there. Email me, call me, whatever. Um, look at my websites. Look at my YouTube. Um, it, it's all it's all there. And by the way, the top story on my Facebook page is my input to the FTC back in May of 2022, which I don't think they've really done much with yet. You know, we're going on two years now, right, Peter? Uh, coming up yep. in May, um, where I just haven't heard anything from them. I don't know what they're doing with it. But that's my input to the FTC for their request to get um, input for earnings claims and products claims, which are two areas that MLMs are very infamous for abusing, uh, as well as all the things we talked about here on this show. Um, and, and people can um, complain to the FTC at any time. If you go to FTC.gov, uh, you'll find right there on the front page how to submit a complaint. And I would encourage Alina and anyone else 
um, that has had a experience similar to yours to go in there and tell your story. You know, it might be as simple as providing the link to this recording, um, or you might want to expand and explain on it a little bit. It's, it's all online. It's just, you know, it's very easy to do. There's just a few questions they ask, and, you know, you just kind of fill in the blanks and, and submit that complaint, and every little bit helps. So I would encourage you to do that and encourage other people to do that as well. Um, when we speak up together in numbers, I'm sure we can be effective. Um, you know, some of these some of these people are defeatists. They say, oh, no, you'll never overcome the DSA. Well, I say we can. So anyway, thanks again, Lena, and thank you, Peter, and we'll see you next Saturday. Thank we'll you, you so much. Thank you, Lena. Thank You've been you. listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingle. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.